welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. We're on episode number 61. It's cold. I can't emphasize that enough. The heat is not on in my house. I don't know why, but it's it's freezing in here. But um, <laughs> I'm joined with my co-host and a returning guest to the show. Uh, how, how's everybody doing? We're doing good, bro. I'm all right. <laughs> Stokes happens to be dying, but, right. but I'm doing great. Stokes is battling the T virus over there. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. We're we're, we're here. It's uh, early Sunday morning. A uh, lot of fights very, happened. This oh, very oh. early. <laughs> oh yeah, very early for Stokes who's in in California. Um, you, you can't complain. It's sixty something degrees there right now. Right. <laughs> You're not anywhere near the fire, are you? No, but I have the heater on right now. <laughs> and right. it's like bright as day outside. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, you're living a good life. We're, we're in the, the ice age over here. There's still snow outside on the grass. But I'm kind of mad at Mother Nature because it, it just like sneezed where I'm at. And yeah, it didn't get me out of work, so... Yeah, this this snow sucked for me. It, it didn't do anything. Didn't serve any purpose. Light inconvenience. Very much. <laughs> but it gave me an excuse to stay in the house, not do anything, and watch a ton of fights because there were just fights galore all this weekend. Like any promotion that was somebody had a fight. Um, but before we get into the UFC card, uh, we'll just go down some news and notes, things that have happened since the last time we recorded. Uh, probably biggest thing to note, Francis Ngannou and Stipe Miocic is, uh, that's pretty much an official thing now that will be going down at UFC 220. Um, we got, we got picks. Um, Stipe. Stipe in round one. Ngannou by knockout, I guess. Yeah, I'm, um, I I like (laughs) Stipe. I like Stipe a lot. But uh, Ngannou has this god-level strength. And if if Overeem was able to drop Stipe, if Ngannou lands a hit like that, Stipe might die. So I'm going to go... I'm going to say Ngannou... I'm going to say TKO round two. (laughs) Um, Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Other, Other notes... Uh, GSP came back, won the middleweight title, uh, got colitis. I, I still didn't even research what that is, but he, he has that. Vacated his belt. So, Whitaker is now the official champ, right? Uh, yep. no, I don't know. Wait, is he? Yeah, I think he, yeah, is. he is. Yeah, he is. So, I think they named Whitaker the official <clears throat> champ, and now him versus Rockhold is going to be for the title. Yep. 
At least I, I think he's official champ. Don't quote me on that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he is now. Um, and I saw a lot of people complaining about GSP vacating. And I'm like, I don't think you people, like, nobody knows what they want. Like, I feel like no matter what GSP did, people would have complained. And for anybody who hated Bisbing being champ, he pretty much just did you a favor. He came in, he beat the champ, took the belt, vacated it. He freed the division up, basically. At least that's how I'm going to look at it. So, GSP's a superhero. You just won't appreciate him until he's gone. But, whatever. <laughs> um, in, my, in my eyes, Whitaker's been the champ since he beat Romero, so it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, either way, like, I don't know. And the only valid complaint I, I, I saw that I do get is, if, if anything, like, the way Whitaker got the belt, it was just basically kind of handed to him. I mean, even though, clearly, he was beating top competition. But, like, he didn't get to have the moment where, you know, he literally went into a championship fight. He beat a guy. You get the moment they put the belt around your waist. You know, like that official, official moment. But, you know, he'll, he'll you know, he'll get a chance to show what he can do again against Rockhold. Um, to be honest, I'm probably picking Whitaker in that fight. Uh, but that, that'll be a fun one, though. That'll, that'll definitely be a fun one. Um, Valentin, ah, Valentina Shevchenko officially dropped uh, to the flyweight division. Um. Yeah. Good luck to whoever's fighting her, or whoever may fight her in the near future. She's fighting at UFC Bellum in on February third or fourth. Uh, <clears throat> Priscilla Cochoeira. I can't pronounce that name. I've never heard anyone say it before, so I'm not gonna pretend I know how to pronounce it. But that's her opponent. Kind of sucks. You get signed to the UFC, and your first fight is against the former. <laughs> Like the number two woman in the division up from yours. And I, and I guess she's not big, but this just goes to show how much better she is than everybody else. Uh, that either means they think really highly of you, or they just want you to be a part of a highlight reel. Yeah, and, the <laughs> weird, and the weird thing is, she's like, like she's fighting a Brazilian in Brazil. And, like, Shevchenko is Peruvian by way of Kyrgyzstan. So, like, it's just going to be an arena of people going silent as Shevchenko kickboxes her way to victory. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. <laughs> I got other quick notes real quick. Mackenzie Dern is now 5-0 and after winning her Invicta <clears throat> debut, I think, via armbar. Um, also on that same card, which I had pulled in front of me at one point, but I lost. Um... Jennifer, Jennifer Maya? Yeah, Jennifer Maya uh, defeated, oh lord, how do you say this? Aga Nedsweets? Uh, hold up, let me just pull up her name because I want to get it right. I, I, I practiced it and <laughs> I felt like I got it right. <laughs> Invicta, let's see, 26. Uh, Niet, uh, Nedsvich. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, I need to rewatch this card. Uh, I caught little highlights here and there. It looked like it was a pretty good card. Um, but those were your main event and co-main event uh, for the three people who care about Bellator kickboxing. Uh, Raymond Daniels defeated Giannis Bukas, how do we say that, uh, via unanimous decision. Joe Schilling defeated Philippe Verlinden via decision. John Wayne Parr TKO'd uh, a gentleman's name I cannot pronounce, Pierre Guilo Palucci. Uh, Kevin Ross dropped a split decision to Hamza Imane and former Glory featherweight champ gave you a, 
Well, Gabriel Varga defeated Roberto Giarita via TKO. Um, uh, I'll talk about Glory later because that's probably going to be one of my parting shots because there were some awesome moments on that card. Um, any other news you want to mention before we go in? Uh, oh yeah, are we actually talking about Bellator? Oh yeah, uh, I guess if you want to real quick. I didn't uh, even watch the Gertz fights, I just saw highlights, but it looked I mean, pretty it was, violent. It was a nine, <laughs> I think it was like a 90 second fight, so you didn't miss much. I would also like to note that this aired on tape delay last night, and the um, there were there was literally like, as I looked it up ahead of time, there was literally like two and a half minutes of fight time left, and they still had like an hour of broadcast time. <laughs> so I so we're we're going to talk about that FS1 pacing, but like Bellator, <laughs> <laughs> like Bellator, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, were all of these fights just ending? Really fast. Well, I think I, I think when they scheduled the time, they 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 accounted for Carvalho and Sakura going like twenty five minutes. Spoiler: They didn't. Um, <laughs> Carvalho got Sakura out of there in like forty four seconds, <laughs> and murdered him in front of all his Italian fr- uh, friends and family and fans. He's like a yeah. hero over there. Yeah, he's the reason Bellator goes to Italy. I was surprised by the crowd pop. He got elbowed for his troubles. Uh, Yep. And those body shots that set it up were nasty. Um, I didn't realize Carvalho hasn't lost a fight (laughs) since, like, 2011. His his first fight, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... This is what happens when you fight, and well, Bellator he's been fighting. He fought how many times last year? Like twice. Uh, yep. No, he fought once last year, twice the year before. Okay, <clears throat> so you know, keep your champ busy. But I don't get why they don't just give Carvalho bodies. Like, just give him people who'll strike with him, and he'll give you highlight reel knockouts. But they they do this thing where he, they have him fight like once a year, twice a year, like every eight months or something. <laughs> and I know he's looking for a new. He's looking to re up on his contracts. So I hope that's part of the thing where like they 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 have to get him three fights a year. But um, yeah, he's gonna fight Gregor Musasi next, so I can't imagine he'll be champ for long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's gonna Great. be a good fight. I think it'll be good for like a round, and then uh, <laughs> we're gonna see Gegard's gonna, Gegard's gonna do what Gegard's gonna take him down and fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. Car- Carvalho's—he's a talented dude. We've seen crazier things happen, so we've also seen him go like twenty-five minutes with Melvin Manhoff and do literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, like two. Eh. He's like a top twenty middleweight in the world. I mean, but once you stop, once you get past like the top nine, that doesn't really mean much. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, like a lot of people, uh, I, well, I would say minus Roy McDonald, a lot of the UFC dudes who have gone over to Bellator lately haven't been doing so hot. So, I mean, yeah, there, there've been some L's handed out. So then you have San Cecilia being the former bantamweight champion. <laughs> You know, the balancing act. <laughs> 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 life, life balances out. 
I don't know. Who, who did he beat? Who did he beat? Did he beat Galvao or did yeah, he beat, Galvao? he beat Galvao. Oh, okay. I never oh, yeah. saw the result for that. <clears throat> I would say I don't know even know what happened on the rest of that Bellator card. So. Oh, shout out! Shout out to Alejandro Lara, Colombia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, missed the ending. I was switching back and forth between the FS1 card, but I just saw like the highlights that they were showing on TV. Yeah, um, I don't know. I didn't watch the whole fight. I, like, I watched up to the second round. I'm like, oh, my God, Lara's about to lose. So I just flipped it over to FS1. Um, but uh, she apparently got um, God, off Chinnikova's back and submitted her with, like, a minute left in the fight. <clears throat> so big win for her. She might yeah. actually be the number one contender at Flyway right now. <laughs> uh, Why I guess not? That <clears throat> flyweight division is pretty decent, at least from what I've seen. Yep. Um, <clears throat> shouts to Sabina Massa, who's the only person to ever beat Lara, who's <laughs> in LFA just head kicking people. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that one. Oh yeah, actually there was an LFA card this weekend. Yes, it was headlined by um, what's his name, Jackson. Yeah, Damon. Uh, Damon Jackson. Oh man, quick, <laughs> quick side note of something I saw on Twitter. So, um, I listened to another. Uh, oh, what's the name of the podcast? It's a podcast with Mike the Truth Jackson and this other guy whose name I can't remember. But um, uh, and people don't know like the Mike Jackson I'm referring to, the guy who fought uh, Mickey Gall in his debut. <laughs> so he's like a photographer for a lot of fight promotions or whatever. So he was at Twitter at some event or whatever. <laughs> so one of the guys who was on the card, like he no showed to his fight. Like apparently they were announcing his name and he just wasn't there. Which happens. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I've heard of people no call and no shows at work, but you no call, no show to fight. Dude, like, that happens a lot. It's like the number one reason fights get canceled on the regional scene. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> My aunt had pro fight uh, pro fights lined up for MMA, and like her opponent just would not show up. That's that's wild. I've never <laughs> even heard of that. Honestly, I'm, I haven't either. That was new to me. That is news to me. Like shame on you if you you can't just no call no show a fight. Man, like not, hey, I will... this isn't real. <laughs> like to most of these people, this is a hobby, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> but that, that's a lot of work to put in for a hobby for you not to show up. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess you know, I don't know. He woke up that morning. He realized he wasn't about that life. So maybe he got arrested the night before. You can't be too judgy. Yeah. <laughs> like, think, think of the people who who actually fight in like some of these promotions. Yeah, about yeah. At that level, you, you're probably <laughs> he could he could have been in some shady some shady dealings. But I'm sorry, I'm not gonna cut you any slack. Shame on you, good sir, for whoever you are. No call, no showing. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for news and notes this weekend. Uh, I'll mention the glory card later uh, in, my, in my parting shot, because I did get to watch a little bit of that. But, when you brought up that story, I thought you were going to say, like, Mike Jackson decided to put the gloves on for him. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been great. 
He puts that's down what, the camera. That's where, <laughs> I, that's where I thought the story was going. Oh man, that would have that would have been a story. Like if he would have dropped the camera, put the gloves on, and like just went in and knocked the other dude out. Oh man, that'd have been story of the year. <laughs> CM Punk, you're next. Right. <laughs> but uh, guess on to uh the fights last night. UFC Fight Night 123. I think this was in Fresno, California. Um, you, my birthplace. <laughs> all right, Stokes. I, I got to say something about the crowd you guys have. Over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> my birth, my birthplace. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> all right, I, I, That's man. I, it, it was something about that crowd was annoying me, man. Like <laughs> there was a moment. It wasn't even just a moment. There were a few moments. I, I can't remember which fights it happened during. But, like, just during the fight, you would just hear this random woo from the crowd. <laughs> and they just kept doing it over and over. In all fairness, Trevin Giles started it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get it. I get the, it. The man was, like, hit, not, uh, hitting Braganetto uh, and then wooing. And then when Braganetto <laughs> got on top of him in the first round, he was wooing from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that was killing me. It was killing me every time I heard it. There were actually I mean, a lot of weird happenings. You get on this. you get wooing at every UFC event, though. Come on. But th- this one stood <clears throat> out though. It was like they they just they kept doing it over and over and over. And I was like, all right, man. Yeah, the is, worst one is Philly. <laughs> I will say I that. It is. There were a lot of weird things on this card. There were some weird referee moments. Oh, shout out to Josh Rosenthal who came back, by the way. Oh yeah, fights that's what I, I I just told my friend that I was like, dude, I thought this dude was still in jail, but oh nah, man, nah man, we, 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 we Rosenthal just back on these Frank streets. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> who made his refereeing debut on the card? Shout out to Frank Trick for that questionable stand-up. <laughs> was that? that there was were. Oh no, there were. Um, that was on Bel- What's it, Mike Beltron? Yeah, he had some, oh, and I'll definitely get to that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah during yeah, the right, the Horcher right, fight. Right, right. Yeah. No, I thought it was Trick too. He had like a question. He might have had one. Th- yeah, there were a couple. I thought... <clears throat> there, there were a couple. Um, but I guess we'll just uh, we'll just run this from the top. Main <clears throat> event: Cub Swanson, Brian Ortega. Uh, Ortega came into this fight. What like nine and zero, ten and zero, or is he ten and zero now? I believe. Oh, oh, overall, he's like thirteen and zero now. Oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Well, good for him. <laughs> the streak, uh, <laughs> the streak continued. Um, yeah, man, or- Ortega is one of those dudes that he's. I feel like he he reminds me a bit of um, Pettis before his slight decline, so to speak. In that, I feel like he's an opportunist, and no matter how much you might be winning a fight or having the upper hand, he only needs a, a split second notice to grab a hold of something. Or in uh case of uh, who was that who caught that flying knee from him? Guida. Yeah, Guida. <laughs> like he, he just needs those little split second moments to turn the fight around. And because it's not like Cub was bad in this fight. He was landing some pretty good <clears throat> shots. He was definitely this tearing is it the up to the bo- best okay. Cub Swanson in like a while. Right. Like he, like he was sharp, <laughs> he was fast. And he was killing Ortega's body. He was landing a, a lot of a lot of good body shots, and yeah, like he was pretty much doing everything you could ask your fighter to do. And Ortega, to me, was kind of 
kind of like picking the shots. He was being really, really patient, really calm. And I just felt like he was just waiting for a moment. And at first, I didn't think that moment was going to come because Cub had a few moments where he was he was kind of teeing off on him. But or- Ortega can eat a shot, but he did do a good job, I think, defensively of not getting like the full brunt of punches, slightly getting out the way. And then the ones he did eat, he just he has a chin. He can just kind of take them. And then in the second round, he started to put a bit more pressure on Cub while still eating a lot of shots, but just continuing to plot forward. And was it the first? He almost got a... Yeah, that, the, that Darth stroke. That Darth stroke, yeah. <laughs> it was a funny <laughs> camera angle when, like, he had it in really tight and the camera's, like, from the top view and you can see Cub's face. And yeah. his, his face was looking like, oh, my God, you're not going to do this to me. And, yeah, somehow he, he got out of it. But The bell, um, the bell saved him. It did, it did, because, yeah, he, that, that was in pretty tight, and, yeah, man, Ortega came out in the second round, it almost reminded me of, like, a, a Max Holloway fight, where it was, like, he's getting hit, but he's putting pressure on, I feel like he's about to, he's about to do something, like, even though I don't really think he's winning, I feel like the tide is somehow turning, and just in that split second, he just takes, Cub's neck and the way like he got the guillotine in first it looked like it was still in pretty tight and then like he had kicked off the fence to like seal it in tighter guess realizes hey I can get this in tighter than what I have and he does like this readjustment like mid choke <laughs> retightens it kicks back off the fence squeezes tighter and then it's just over and it's yeah man this dude he's never out of a fight like Really, really, really impressive performance. He did get his nose bloodied up from a few of the shots he ate. But, like, he he just never looked worried or, you know, dazed or anything. Like, he, he kept his composure the entire time, and he waited for his moment, and he got it. There's so. just, like, this feeling of, like, inevitability with him. Where, like, eventually you're going to tie up with him because he's going to make you tie up with him. And how well you do depends on how well you can stay away from getting submitted. Because the submission, that, uh, the, the setup for that Darce and the guillotine were basically the same. Like, Cub uh, eats a knee up the middle, ducks, like, underneath his arm. Or, like, Ortega stands up straight while Cub, like, kind of, like, goes, tries to do, like, the, uh, tries to go under. And he just catches his neck. <clears throat> And it, I, I don't know how you like deal with that. Like once he actually grabs you, um, there was there was an instance like thirty like, and the instance that led to the submission, the guillotine was um, Cub was backed up to the fence. Ortega came forward. Cub moved out the way, like he he got out. Uh, he got away from the. He got his back off the fence got an angle, and then jumped right back in with the right hand. And that's what caused him to lose the fight, because Ortega tied him up from there. Like he landed, but like, but Ortega got what he wanted. He got that over-under. Yeah, I, I almost feel bad for Cub, because <clears throat> it's like, I don't know what else really you could have done. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, short of knocking him out, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, 
that's that's, <coughs> that's a rough way to to go out. So Stokes, I know you're a Cali guy. So were you were you pulling for anybody specific? <clears throat> um, not really. I just what was I gonna say? Like Ortega, he kind of. I'm not gonna say like he reminds me of like Tony Ferguson, but like I, I the way they. And, I, I think that's an apt comparison. Yeah, like. Tony Ferguson, like, his last four fights, he was losing all of them, but he comes back to win somehow. I get, like, that same vibe from Ortega, where he was losing in the Guida fight. He was, like, he's just always going to end up losing these rounds, but he always finds a way to win, which is really impressive. Like, oh. Yeah, that's the only thing that does worry about him is I feel like he's he's a slow starter. And, like, he doesn't. I mean, well, obviously it's still working. He hasn't lost a fight yet, so <laughs> don't strike, listen to me. <laughs> his striking is really suspect. <laughs> it's getting better, but yeah, it's not. It's it's not. You know, I, I don't think it's like elite level. I, I think it's but, just an activity problem, to be honest. Like he, when he's actually throwing and when he's like working behind the jab, it works. But a lot of times he's just kind of coming forward and. Maybe like throwing one or two strikes, but a lot of times it's just he's walking forward. Right. Yeah. And there's not really much else going on. But even somehow still with that, he's he's winning these fights. Like but he's it, it, five and zero oh in the UFC with yeah. five stoppages. Right. And he pro- if he didn't fail that drug test, he'd be six and zero. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it just. I, I guess the only thing that worries me about him, like I am, I am a big fan. But I, I worry, like, if if he were to find himself in, like, a fight with a guy like a Frankie or a Holloway, like, you're going to have to have more output than that. Because those are two guys who, they they can just go. <laughs> and I don't know if you're just waiting for the perfect moment against those two is going to work. Especially Holloway, who kind of does what Ortega does, but probably even more dangerous to where, like, the fight goes longer and he just builds up strength somehow and goes in for the kill. But either way, Ortega is like the greatest opportunist <laughs> in the UFC. Well, you, you say that, a... but there's somebody else and somebody I want to see him fight. I want to see him fight Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, if I saw he... I saw that get thrown out there too. If he gets by Josh Emmett from Team Alpha Male, <laughs> I got hope. I don't. <laughs> we we saw that he ruined. We saw in this card that he ruined the career of one Jason Knight. Oh so. yeah, yeah. Emmett's got a he, he's got a tall task in front of him. I wouldn't mind seeing that fight though, because I mean Ortega didn't like vouch for a title shot. He, he said he pretty much. I'm paraphrasing, but he's willing to wait for Frankie to get his shot first, and then you know he'll come in next. So I mean, if if he wants to fight in between time, if if Lamas gets out of that fight, I'm definitely down to see that. Yeah, um, I, I like he, how he at, used his post fight time to ask for Dana White to find some rich dudes to invest in his charities. <laughs> hey man, good guy. Part of WME now. You gotta you gotta take advantage. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Ari, it's, it's, it's Endeavor like now. Months. It's Endeavor now. Oh, oh yeah, God. that's a terrible name. <laughs> uh, I guess real quick he before we get number, off, he oh, deserves good. a number one contender fight. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Like that, this streak he's on, and especially since he's been finishing everybody, like 
Nope. Yeah, he, he definitely deserves a, a, a big step up in the contender fight. For Cub, I guess, because I believe this was the last fight on his contract. Yep. Welcome and to Bellator, my friend. Because <laughs> I was going to say, Cub is, what, 34? Something like that. I, I, I saw a quote that Dana said, you know, we want to keep him happy. We hope we can resign him. But I tend to not, you know, Dana going to Dana. So I can't really take what he says all too seriously sometimes. Like, I feel for Cub. Like, this dude had, was on, like, a six-fight win streak. And because Frankie Edgar dropped a weight class, Conor McGregor just stormed out of Ireland, <laughs> just rise up the ranks really quick. And then he had, then he was forced to face Chad Mendes, who, at no wait, he was forced to face um, God, what's his name? Frankie. Uh, Chad Mendes was out here just knocking dudes out like for a year and a half, like he just suddenly found knockout power, and then he had to fight Frankie Edgar, like. Any other weight class, this man would have had a title shot. Except maybe lightweight. But timing did not work out in his favor. Yeah. Bad luck. And yeah, oh, it really sucks. Like, this dude's been fighting for, he's been fighting for a long time, man. And he just, he's, he's, did he ever get a title shot in WEC? Because I don't think Aldo was, was Aldo, Aldo was the champ when they fought. That that was was a a title of yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh man! I remember watching that. Oh, yeah, that was that was a quick one. <laughs> but hey, man, if if I I would like to see him back in the UFC, but if I'm being realistic, Cub is 34, and as exciting as his fights are, I just I don't have faith in the UFC that they just I feel like they're just really willing to just let people walk. Especially considering he's 34, like I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna figure like you're not gonna be around here much longer anyway. So I don't know. I, I'm Cub versus Daniel Strauss will probably be a fight next year. That's that's all I'm saying. He's got some interesting matchups at, in Bellator at 55 and 45. Yeah, I would say yeah, like, and it's not like Bellator's 45 is you know terrible. Like especially if you Inverse get to their White top Show, five. Inverse Pitbull. Him versus um, Sanchez, him versus yeah, like, Chandler, like those are all great fights. Yeah. So... Brent Primus. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking. Shout out to my homie Dave. I was talking to my friend yesterday, and somehow we brought up Michael Chandler, and both of us forgot Primus was champ. Like it still, <laughs> it still happens. Oh it, man, it, it's it's so it's so weird. No no disrespect to Primus. I feel uh, bad for him. Is that guy ever gonna fight? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know, man. Like, cause Chandler came back and fought already, right? No, Chandler. No. Uh, wait, he has a fight lined up though. Yeah. Okay. He's fighting Goichi yeah. Yamauchi. Yeah. Oh, man. I like Yamauchi. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. That, yeah, that's crazy. Like, as good as their division is at 155, you would think Primus would have fought again already. I'm assuming he's going <clears> to <throat> fight Pitbull. I think oh, he... Man. I think his wife got... Or had a baby recently or something. That's why he hasn't had a oh, okay. uh, fight book. <clears throat> I'd say the dude's built like Captain America. I'm sure he can... Well, I get it, yeah. If you got a kid, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta do the family thing. But, uh... I'll try to remember that he's shot next time. 
<laughs> awesome win for from Ortega. Another highlight reel finish. I hope to see Cub back, but to be honest, I'm just I, I don't have faith in the UFC brass that they'll bring him back. Um, but hey, if he goes to Bellator, still great fights over there. So I'm pretty sure we haven't seen the last of him, whether it be in the UFC or not. Um, it's co-main event. Uh, speaking of Ricardo Lamas, uh, apparently taking the soul of somebody, uh, Gabriel Benitez, Jason Knight. Yeah, man, I noticed like right off the bat within like the first about minute or two of this fight, I was like, it's something off about Knight. There's something not, something's not clicking. He was like, just, he was like just going for the knockout like the first minute. And once he realized he couldn't get it, he just kind of shut down. Right. <clears throat> and because like he, he did tag him pretty good in the first, he, he tagged him a couple of times, but. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, like when the knockout didn't come and then he would have the instances where he would shoot for takedowns and try to get it on the ground and that didn't really work out too well. And uh, he had a decent first round, but man, two and three, Benitez <coughs> picked him apart. Like <laughs> he just, he put on a clinic on, on night, like just really technical, slipping punches, working angles. It was just so many times where Knight was just putting everything into the punch and just hitting the air, and yeah, Benitez just he worked him like I, <laughs> I don't have much of a technical analysis other than Benitez rounds two and three picked this man apart and just beat him <laughs> like literally just beat him to a decision, and like, yeah, Knight just he just looked off something just was just just wasn't there. Enrique ben Barzola, best featherweight ever. Um, just throwing that out there. Uh, Benitez. What I really like that he did. Um, like he would every single time he'd win the outside angle, and that's the point where like Jason that was getting hit with like three or four straight right hand, uh, left hands in a row from like Benitez. Like so, Knight would throw. Benitez would throw a jab. Step to um. Knight's outside foot. I think Knight is a. I think Knight is orthodox, right? Or am I flipping them? And Benitez would step outside to his right, uh, to Knight's left. It just can like land like three straight right hands in a row, and Knight's only response would be to run straight backwards. Right. <laughs> like he wouldn't try to hit a pivot. He wouldn't try to like step out at an angle. He just run backwards, and it would just allow for Benitez to land three or four more punches. Um, he, he couldn't take him like at, at one point. Like Knight just completely stopped throwing straight punches. Like he was literally just winging shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he got frustrated because he just he got shut down. And to be honest, he's lucky he didn't get KO'd in this fight. Because like the instances you mentioned, where like he would turn around, there were a few head kicks that were. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't it, think he saw them coming. Yeah, like, he, he was doing, like, the Overeem thing where, like, <laughs> he kind of just literally turns his entire body around. And those head kicks were really close. Like, he, he's lucky he didn't get the light shut off. Because, yeah, man. He, uh, Benitez landed, like, a left hand to the body in the second round. And you could just see the life drain from um, Knight's face. 
<laughs> He's like, shit, I'm not going to win this fight, am I? <clears throat> I, I was like, I, that's at the point where I'm like, okay, he's about to get knocked out. But he toughed it out. Rob's still, like, it, it wasn't me or did he look a little sick? Like, sickly. Like, he, like, like his face was more, um... Drawn in. Yeah, than normal. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, had, he, he, had, he, like he had full-on meth face. <laughs> Come, coming down from the meth? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Now he was, yeah, like, between it, hits. Maybe that was it. I I don't know. He he did look off though. Like he just, I don't know. Maybe he had a bad weight cut. I think or... that's it. But, yeah. Like he looked worse than he did on the scale. Like in the cage. Yeah, cause like this, like this, this definitely isn't. I mean, even you know, I know he lost the Lamas fight, but like it's like he just didn't look like the same person. Like he looked like a completely different person than we've seen like the last few fights. It could so, just be that Lamas broke his confidence. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that that was a. I don't know. They they might have, and I I didn't. They they probably rushed him too soon with that fight. Like I get it. He was on a, a little streak. He's putting on some really exciting fights. Well, but, I think he was a late replacement. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have. He might have. I don't remember who Lamas was supposed to fight, but. But you know, going going from Chas Kelly. To Ricardo Lamas is a, it's a big, it's a big jump, and and comp. So yeah, I, I don't know. He, he he definitely got he got work though. All all props to Benitez. He he put on a clinic. I, I don't know if he steals that number fifteen spot because I think he uh, Benitez was probably like just outside the top fifteen. And was Knight at fifteen? Knight was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, Knight was fifteen. So that spot so. should go to Barzola. The fighting pride of Lima Perla. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man, great, great showing from Benitez, and yeah, I don't know, night man, you gotta, you gotta go back to the drawing board. That was, that was a rough one. Maybe, that was, it was getting hard to watch after a while. Maybe go up to lightweight, or maybe try something different with your diet. But yeah, yeah see, he didn't look like that in his other fights. I, I got, it, it must have been. I, I'll cut him some slack just because I mean he's fought what. Five times in the UFC already, but believe. Yeah. So, so it might have just been like an isolated thing, like maybe just this particular <clears throat> camp he had uh, a bad weight cut or. But the, just so this is like his fourth fight of the year. Hmm. Yeah, he is on that Cerrone tip. So, so that that, that, that could be it too. Yeah. So you know, take a break. Um, yeah. But Stop really, shout to Barzola because he not Barzola Benitez because he fought like a really great fight. Yeah, like he just he did everything but get the knockout. <laughs> like he he literally did everything but get the knockout. Um, oh Lord, speaking of knockouts, hey. um, yeah, buddy, this next fight, <laughs> Marlon Marais, oh, Aljamain Sterling. You, you know what hit me like right be- when this fight got announced? I was pretty excited. I, I liked the matchup, and then like. While they were doing the walkouts, it kind of hit me. I was like, I don't know if this is a good matchup for Sterling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because when I really thought about it, I was like, Marias isn't the easiest guy to take down in the world. So, I mean, Al, Al- Jermaine's a-, a talented, you know, he-, he can grapple and get top pressure and all that. But I'm like, he's not an easy guy to get down. There are very few people who can hang with Marias in a strictly kickboxing match. So it's like, I don't know what your path to victory is if you can't get a takedown. 
<laughs> I mean, we kind of saw that's what happened. I mean, they, they exchanged a little bit in the beginning. Um, Did Sterling go for a takedown? That's why he got knocked out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one... <laughs> Cause well before before that he um what did he get caught with he got caught with like a left like, I think he threw an uppercut yeah, I don't remember if the uppercut he got caught with like landed. an overhand right as he was like dropping down or like <clears throat> they were tied up or something he caught um Mar or Marais caught him with a right hand that dropped him but you couldn't really tell because it also kind of looked like he was shooting for a takedown so yeah he he ended up on the ground either way I'm I'm pretty sure yeah probably the right that put him there it, it was literally seconds before he stood up and got knocked out. Right, <laughs> like he ate ground and pound. He he did go for like I, I don't know if it was an armbar. Like he he threw he went up for some kind of submission. Marias got out of it, and yeah, literally the second they got up, he shoots in for a takedown. Um, Marias was going for a high kick, but the the knee just caught him because Aljamain literally he just ran right into it, and yeah, he went instant cut. Yeah, he he went out. Like, he went out like over him. Yeah. Like, Toes curled and everything. Yeah. And it was a great knockout, but after like two minutes, I was like, he's still not moving. <laughs> like he was he was out cold. And I, I was watching Twitter updates from people in the crowd and they were giving updates like, yeah, he's still like ten minutes later he's still out. Jesus and then Christ. somebody finally said like they carried him out. Um, it was talking to the fans a, on the stretcher. Yeah, yeah. So you know, glad he is okay because that, that that was a a vicious knockout. Um, I, I guess though on the flip side, because I've been a Marias fan for a long time, and I'm so happy he's in the UFC <laughs> doing work now. Same here. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he got that highlight moment after his first two fights. You know, just really close split decisions. So he he got his his highlight his highlight real KO. Um. I like that he's being active. He he's definitely he's trying to gun for that top spot, and I, I gotta think a KO like that probably earned you a pretty big fight next. Yeah, um, dude. Uh, when they made this fight, I I thought this was a terrible matchup for Sterling, for the exact reason the fight was finished. St like Sterling's whole thing is he catches dudes at the end of his kicks, and they tend to be like long. Uh, well, not long. They tend to be um, like flat-footed, slow-footed dudes like Burrell or even Caraway, who's not like the fastest dude. So he's able to just like dive in on legs from really long distances because he just happens to be really long and slightly faster than his opponent. Like, Moresh is a Muay Thai fighter, but like he's as quick on his feet as anybody in the UFC. There's a dude who had the foot speed to match John Dodson. <clears throat> oh, we didn't even mention that. This is Moraes' like second fight against a top ten opponent in like a month. A month. <laughs> Third in like five or six, because he also had to fight with Rafael Asuncao. Um, but yeah, like this, like I figured he get caught reaching for like a takedown or something. At one point, it just came way earlier than I thought because this was like 67 seconds into the fight. Man. So how good is Rafael Asunso? <laughs> <laughs> the, the underrated goat. 
Did uh, he ever fight Lando? Uh, I think they want to give him Cruz when Cruz comes back in March. Hear that, or he's going to fight Garbrandt, which is going to be funny. I hope that does happen. That's Realistically, weird. he could he could win that fight. Dude, really? Like, we talked about this already. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's next for Marais. Maybe like the winner of Winnaker, um, Rivera. But like this, this was a huge win for him. Probably there's a lot to knock the bad taste he left in everybody's mouth against the Sun Tzu and Dodson. When, <laughs> yeah. Except for Dodson, who probably still tastes the vomit. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm mad you reminded me of that. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that was. Oh, man. I'll bet, yeah. like, oh. a $20 Starbucks gift card that Cody beats a Sun Tzu. <laughs> Twenty dollars stuff. Uh, I'll send it to you. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, as, as good as Cody is, like a, a Sun Sal, he's just one of those dudes. He, he's under the radar, but he could probably be champ at any given day. But take, somehow take, nobody knows about him. Take the bet. Weird. I'll think about it. <laughs> I don't like Starbucks. <laughs> I got, I got a better place I go to. I'm not, I'm not a Starbucks guy. Maybe Chick-fil-A. I'm gonna Chick-fil-A. No, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a part of the tea gang. Uh, I'm water. I'm boring. <laughs> Water's good too. I can't do coffee. I don't, I don't like the smell of coffee. It bothers me. Mm. And I don't like seeing people lined up at Starbucks at five in the morning. It makes me feel some kind of way. Y'all some <laughs> some addicts, right? <laughs> it's, it's not a casual drink. It is a drug. It is a liquid drug. Uh, yes. Just uh, because like you got Cody, Santal, Cruz, Morales, Marius. And then the winner of Rivera Lineker is like all, all those guys are just tumbled up on top. And then you got guys like um Brett Johns who are out here calf slicing dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that division is it's pretty stacked, honestly. Like there aren't really any it's easy going fights. It's gonna be interesting to see though. how it all. It almost it's makes me feel good. bad for huh. Uh, it's a rumor, like they're they're thinking that's when he's gonna be ready by. I mean, really, I feel like once you get into like that top seven, any matchup is a good one. Like, <laughs> at least on paper, all of those fights are fun. It makes me feel bad for guys like uh, like. Almeida and uh, uh, Dukenwa, like it's gonna be really hard to just rise up in that division because everybody's a killer. Yeah, but we'll all win because it'll be so much violence. Like everybody in that that division pretty much brings a good fight. So, but um, yeah, Marias he took a soul. 
glad Aljamain's okay though. But uh, yes, I think he put some people on notice. Um, this what is that I don't know man he 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 just I don't know it's it's, it's I hope he doesn't turn out to anyone. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Like he, he's 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 really talented, but I, I don't know. I don't know if he he's one of those guys that just he'll he'll beat most people who aren't like elite competition. It's like Phil Davis. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. If you're yeah. not elite no, competition or Yeah. If you're you're not elite or you're on like that lower end of like the top fifteen, he can probably take you. But when you throw him in there with with the big boys, it, at least for now, I mean, I I won't throw that on him yet. But his his three losses, or at least recent losses, are to Caraway, Asensio, and um and of course this fight. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems like he's right there, but then he's like not there also but I don't know he, I still think he can still figure it out but I don't know man it's it's it's, it's really it's, it's hard to tell it's, it's hard to tell and that division doesn't make things easy for anybody like I said like his game reminds me so much of Phil Davis except Phil Davis doesn't have to deal with all the killers he does like Sterling does because Play heavyweight. You're either John Jones, Daniel Cormier, or Alexander Gustafson, or you're just a dude who like likes to wrestle and can box kind of well, like King Mo or Ryan Bader. <laughs> but like where where Davis can get away with it because he tends to be like a little fat. Like he has an athletic advantage at um by heavyweight and a big guy size advantage. Sterling doesn't have those things. Like he can't, he can't afford to be this slow. Um, with the take, he can't be afford to like not have a really good blast double, because there are guys like Asuncao and Rivera, and um, like who are just like tree trunks, like and Mario Moraes, who's like just or John Dawson, who's who are just really fast. And I, I, like, I think just not having a pure athletic advantage that is exploitable is going to cost him in the long run. Like, he's not super strong. He's not super fast. He's really good at what he does, but... Yeah. As certain certain people will probably just present, like, just styles make fights, and just there's some matchups for him that probably just won't swing in his favor. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna lie, like I gave up on him when he lost to Caraway. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I hate you now. <laughs> Why did you let me down? And he was supposed to have been on this card also. Oh, Caraway, um, yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to and we'll get to that fight later, because I kinda feel bad for Luke the way that whole to ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I guess we'll move on uh to the next fight. Uh this this was the referee moment. 
that that has some questionable Mike Beltron. Uh, yeah. Uh right. Scott Holtzman and Daryl Horcher. Um a lot of this fight was Holtzman just kinda just trying to take control with grappling, not get caught with a left hand. Uh which he, he ate I think he ate one in the I can't remember the first or the second, like kinda briefly stunned him and then he just immediately went for a takedown. So um, he got rocked with a left hand. Almost immediately after Mike Beltron stood him up in the third round from Mount. <laughs> you could tell he was really pissed. He was looking at <laughs> he was looking at Beltron. <laughs> like he was about to switch opponents. Like <laughs> he was about to stop fighting Horta and just give Beltron the work. Yeah, th- those are some I mean, I get it. You know, I, I can see if a guy's on the ground and he's just not doing anything, but like Horcher was working for position. He's throwing ground and pound. He's in mount. Like <laughs> I don't know what else you want him to do. And he got stood up with it twice or three times. I can't remember. Uh, it was twice, but he kept fucking saying fight to finish. Like this dude is <laughs> throwing elbows from like the top and he's just like fight to finish, advance your position. It's insane. <laughs> it's, and um, Mike Beltran well, needs grappling. Did, didn't he ref the Jason Knight fight too? Or who was that? No, that was uh, who's this guy's name? Mark Smith. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. One of the refs were saying like, "Fight back when." He's just... No, I, I, it was um, he was saying that to um tonight. And I, oh, I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of get his reasoning because Knight literally looked like he was on death's door at certain points in that fight, like where he was just like stop fighting. <laughs> but um, but like here, like Beltron, like just seems to have like an aversion for them being on the ground. He's like, no, I want you guys to stand. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, no. it, luck, lucky for Horsher, it seemed like every time they stood, he would land a good shot. And then he would just kind of get taken down again. Yeah. Like, I really um, like Horcher. Like, the, the the dude's a dangerous striker. He's good at, like, small punches. Like, the the shots that don't look like they're supposed to hurt, but they do. Um, I can't remember. Um, in the first round, Holtzman went for, um, a, he went to initiate the clinch. Horcher bridged with his arms. Like, one sh- on the shoulder, one on the inside of, on his um, bicep. And, like, pushes him off. And as he's pushing him off, he just touches him with a left hand. And that's, like, the kind of stuff I like. Because it's the stuff that catches you off guard. And, like, fills in those spaces where normally there's no punches being thrown. But the dude cannot stop takedowns for nothing. Yeah, he was he was, he was getting kind of ragdolled. And, man, his corner, man. They... I... I there's certain corner advice that just bugs me when I hear it. And it was one point. I think it was at the third. I remember. It was like the second or third round. Horcher gets taken down. And, and they're like, you get up you can, at all costs. You're right. They're just like, get up. Move. Get up. You got to move, Horcher. And it's like, all right, I get it. He's losing the fight. You, you know he's kind of got to go for broke if he wants to get a win. But, like, there were no instructions other than just get up. Like, I'm pretty sure he knows he needs to get up. Like, <laughs> you got to give the man some technical advice other than just move. 
Um, oh, by the way, yeah. shouts to a Jason Nice Corner, who apparently one of their cold words is muddy waters. <laughs> I did hear that. I did hear that. <laughs> Had no idea what it meant. Whatever it was, I don't think it worked. Though. No, but awesome. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but... Yeah, no, not, like Horcher was straight up out of luck. Yeah, the takedowns were just. Just a lot of pressure. He just couldn't seem to. He had little moments here and there, but yeah, for most of the fight, he got spent on his back, just kind of eating ground and pound. So, I mean, shout outs to both. Horcher made most of the moments that he did have. Holtzman had to fight Horcher and the referee. <laughs> so, prop, props to him. Um, ah, this next fight. This guy who I want to root for, but I don't like rooting for. Because he used to play for Alabama. Um, he doesn't anymore. He doesn't, but once you're Alabama, you're always Alabama to me. I hate Alabama. <laughs> I, I despise that school. Same here. But <laughs> Eric Anders, Marcus Perez. Um, I, I will say this, though, about Anders. Like, I remember, and I think I mentioned this in his debut fight, that like when he got the call to the UFC, because I saw him fight in um, LFA... Uh, maybe like once or twice, and you know, of course he's a, you know he was a linebacker at Alabama, so you know the dude's athletic, you you know he's strong, but I was like I don't know how good he'll do in the UFC, like I don't know if his skill set is all there yet, and he has definitely proved me wrong so far, and I don't know if it's just me, these guys look like they were in completely different weight classes, <laughs> like I know this was at 185, Anders looks like a 205er, and Perez. <laughs> Looks like he's barely at 185. Like, and Anders was just—he was just so much stronger. It seemed like than Perez was, and he—he he just kept pressure on him. He was landing some big lefts. And he just kind of muscled him around. I mean, and Perez was game though. He was still out there like having fun while he was fighting, throwing the uh, <laughs> like that crazy rolling kick, and like he smiled at Anders. Anders is all business. He wasn't <laughs> laughing at all. He, he was he was trying to kill him, but um yeah man and Anders is a uh, I don't know I, I think he shows that you know UFC should go after more of these college athletes man who like well like they they have in the past I I don't know what happened where um the cutoff is but you got guys like um what's his name John Volante Matt Mitrion Shab like guys who just came out of a Columbine and th- a combine. Which one is it? <laughs> the combine. <laughs> you, 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 nobody came out of the Columbine. I don't freaking know. I, I don't watch football, nor do I like it. Um, oh my god! But they come out the combine and then like they they have no other career options, so they end up in the uh, the and like fighting. Like it happens in boxing, happens in um, MMA. Does not happen in kickboxing, probably because there's no money. Um, well, what's the? Uh, it, pretty sure that's how. Uh, what's his name got into MMA? Uh, Sean Jordan too. But um, yeah, I forgot, yeah, he was a football player. Yeah, no, Anders looked kind of how I expected him to look against a dude who came in on short notice, except he didn't get the finish. Um, do uh, like he is just straight up. Still, he's still green, but that doesn't matter 
so much because he's just so much physically stronger and faster than so many of these dudes in the middle of his division. <laughs> like, uh, Natal, Natal was like the quintessential middleweight. Like, he, he's the real middleweight champion. <laughs> if you want to see what a middleweight fight looks like, go look at like a Natal fight. <laughs> and Anders just kind of ran over him. And he tried to do the same thing here, except Perez is not... <clears throat> While Perez was there to be bullied, he's not just going to play into that game of just, I'm, I have to be this tough dude who stands in front of this guy. Like, he, he spent a lot of the fight just trying to survive. All right. Um... I, I hope they do. I hope they bring Anders slow. Like they bring him up slow, because, like, the, there's such a gap between the top ten at middleweight and and like the entirety of the rest of the division. That, you know, two or three fights isn't enough to get him prepped for Kelvin Gastelum. Right. <laughs> Let alone like yeah. Whitaker or Rockhold or Romero or Jacare or whoever, um, but he he fought well here. I don't see. I'm looking at the rankings now. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I don't know if he's ready for anybody in this top fifteen. Yeah, I mean, like there was a lot. There was a lot of just straight up. I'm going to run at you with like throwing punches, and it's going to work because I'm faster than you. In this one, um. Like he was reaching on a lot of them. And I mean, shout out to Perez. He did come in on short notice. That was his debut. Um, like I said, he he was game, but you know, against a guy who's just that big and strong <laughs> and just freakishly, freakishly just like athletic. Yes, yeah, it's, it's only so much you can do. Um. Yeah, I don't know who I would like to see him against next. Maybe not a. I'm trying to think of somebody in middleweight who's like Dan Kelly. Not, I didn't want to say it. I, <laughs> 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 yeah, I picked Dad Bod to beat see, everybody. I want to see. Him, <laughs> uh, ah, what was Dad Kelly's last? Oh, didn't he just lose? He just lost the last Dadaru. Oh man, that stupid fight. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, give Anders Theodoru. I said just remake the fight that they were gonna have. Um, they were gonna have uh, who was it? The British, dude, uh, the Welsh dude, John Phillips. Like, if they can get that fight, just rebook it. Yeah, I mean, you, you give him a few more fights like that. Some other people who are kind of like around his level slash like skill set. And then I think if he gets like one or two more wins and and people that are, are you know like around his ranking, maybe you think about you know a, a name. You know I don't know. I still don't know if you give him top fifteen, but it, it, it seems like he's he's working his way up there. Mearshart, um, what's his name? The guy. <laughs> Alessio, oh, the yeah, Alessio the Jer- uh, Jericho. Um, is Bahadurzada still a middleweight, or is he going back down to welterweight? I have no idea what he's. Doing. I have no idea what he's still doing. I didn't even know he was still in the UFC. Honestly, he just knocked out Rob Wilkinson. Yeah, man. September. Yeah. 
Sorry, I'm still out here putting in that work. In the co-main yeah. event. <laughs> How old is he? 34? He seems so much older. He's 33. Like, this is a dude who we were talking about as a prospect like seven years ago. Right. Exactly. Now, exactly. now he has a dad <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? Every time I think of him, I think of Brandon Fats, and then I just get angry. Because they fought. <laughs> oh, man. No, no. Everyone angry. You could you couldn't have told me that Brandon Zatch was not gonna be like a title contender. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Jesus. What about a guy like uh uh Oluwale? Wait, what's he doing? He's one in three. He, I'm not even sure he's in the UFC anymore. Oh lord. He's still he's still on their page, so uh alright. Um I mean honestly they're kind, they're kinda of the same except well, Andrews is just a better athlete. Oh man, I'm looking at the middleweight page now, and it's just some interesting names. <laughs> this division's weird. Once you get outside of like the top fifteen, it's just a, a lot of. You think Brad Tavares would be a stretch? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I probably would. Tavares mm-hmm. might jab his face off. Bleacher Report Instagram to give Anders a, like a 20-second shout-out, which I thought was interesting. Give him a who? Oh, they gave Anders like a 20-second segment on their Instagram. Uh-oh. A Bleacher Report. That's kind of big for him. Yeah, I mean Alabama linebackers yeah. doing, yeah, doing work. Yeah, he probably Wait, got more. I, I hate your... He got more media attention than any other fighter <laughs> on that card. I mean, just off. You're, the... you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> big. Yeah, you know, I hate your team, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I I I'll keep an eye on him. I'll I'll try not I'll try not to let my Alabama hatred skewer my viewpoint of him. Um, I'll constantly spit out of Alabama again. Huh? Okay. I'll Alabama. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I want to see a score that's like thirty to zero. What? Probably won't be that bad, but. <laughs> I think they might get washed, but that that's oh. another topic. <laughs> yeah, just take their hearts out. I'm sorry if you're an Alabama fan listening to this. I hate your entire school. Fuck Alabama. Fuck Alabama. <laughs> Fuck Duke. <laughs> Fuck all those cultures. Yeah, you guys suck. But uh, <laughs> this next fight... And I think this was what rounded out the main card. Um, Benito Lopez and Albert Morales. Um, this first round was this one of the like, wildest exchanges I've ever seen. So, Team Alpha Mel, I think. How old is this? This kid's really young, too. He's like, what, like like 23 20, or something? 23. He literally looks like a kid in the face. Like, <laughs> But I think Morales, what, Morales like dropped him... Drop Lopez with a right, with a jab. And, yeah. yeah, he like yeah he like doubled up on the jab and dropped him. And then 
he goes in to rush him, and Lopez just throws a flying knee out of nowhere, <laughs> drops Morales, and then... What well, he landed three he, different flying knees. <laughs> right, because like, he, he dropped him with that one, and then I, I think they got in like another exchange. He dropped him with another one, and yeah, yeah I don't know. That first round was just bananas, like back and forth with <laughs> them just knocking each other down. He almost submitted him from top with like a guillotine. Yeah, he had the one arm. Uh, yeah, yeah, the one arm guillotine. In. Like the like the we're, we're saying this is like a round, but this is like three minutes because the last like two minutes of the round were Morales on Lopez's back, <laughs> just laying on him, like, <laughs> one hooking. <laughs> and it was weird too because it seemed like they were both content to just sit there. Like they probably were so tired. <laughs> yeah, because like yeah, he got the one arm guillotine in, and then. Uh, Morales ended up somehow like, somehow like reverse position. He got back up, and um, I think Lopez at some point tried to throw another flying knee. I don't know how he fell to the ground. I don't know if Morales landed something on him. Something happened. They had another quick firefight, and then yeah, the rest of the round was them two just kind of laying on each other. I think they were waiting for their health bars to go back up. <laughs> they they both had to have been tired. That's a lot of energy to expend in like a minute. Um, and then second round, I feel like the fight kind of settled down a bit more. Um, Lopez landed a nasty body kick. Heck, he had a couple of good, uh, body kicks in this fight. Um, one of them I think was like a spinning back kick too. Um, it was a really close fight. Uh, Lopez probably landed the harder shots. Um, I can't remember if the striking said Morales landed more. Um, yeah, it did. Yeah, he was had more volume, was the more technical of the two. Um, I think I gave Morales the third. Uh, I think I gave him the third round. He seemed pretty pissed that he lost the decision. It it was a pretty close fight, but I'm I'm not mad. I I, I think I gave Lopez one and two, but it, it was a really close fight. It was back and forth, and apparently those two had like history um, on the local circuit. Like they were supposed to have fought each other a while ago. Uh, Lopez had to pull out, and hey, and they meet in the UFC, and they they put on one of the best fights on the card. So, um, yeah, Lopez is a, a really both these dudes uh, young talents to keep an eye on, especially Lopez being out of Team Alpha Male. So you you know he's only going to be getting better. Twenty three years old, already throwing spinning techniques <laughs> every every other strike. But yeah, that this is an awesome awesome fight and. <clears throat> Great way to kick off the card. Which I kind of feel bad for Morales because, like, oh, what? What? Um, I feel bad for Morales because his three fights before his four fights before this were Alejandro Perez, Thomas Almeida, Andres Kuntoff, and Brett Johns, <laughs> and those are all dudes who had like at least two and a half, three times as many fights as he did. <laughs> and and now he's one three and one in the UFC. <laughs> so bye. Oh <laughs> man, he was Almeida's first. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not a good. That's that's a hard. How do you go from Alejandro Perez to Thomas Almeida? <laughs> your, your fight I mean, for I, 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 I draw. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, overperforming so. has like really screwed Morales up. <laughs> Yeah, like these are not <laughs> these are not easy fights. Like 
But I guess that goes to show, like we said, man, 35, like, even if you're outside of the top 15, there's, there's still a lot of talent there. So it's there's not a lot of easy goings. But, yeah, that's, that's, that is a rough, that's a rough stretch. Oh, man. And then Sukumtai ended up having his moment tonight. It's crazy because, like, all of the people that <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, where everybody he's fought, like, where they're at now. Like, Brett Johns is out here calf slicing people. Sukumtai is on the same card, knocking people out. Almeida is, you know, everybody just seems to be waiting for him to put it together so he can make his run. Yeah, I don't know. That's That's a rough break, but... <clears throat> I don't know. I I would like to think he, he doesn't get released. <laughs> yeah, nobody really gets released from the USA anymore. It feels like, like maybe when February comes around, they have to like dump the roster. They'll <laughs> release him, but I think he's got a job. If for, oh. if for nothing else, then because he's really fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could say that about. Well, actually, you know what? I ain't gonna say that. But yeah, he, he does put on exciting fights. Um, what Lopez is now he's still undefeated, I believe, nine and zero. Nine and zero. It's crazy oh. how Team Alpha Male just keeps churning these guys out. Well, they go to work with them. Hmm. They go. They like they seek them out to go like work with them. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of talent just like in one gym. Like, you, you get a bunch of young wrestlers who come out of college and they, or even just, like, young fighters who, like, they're, they're smaller than normal. Like, they, they live in the middle of, Cal, like, they live in California, they live in the middle of nowhere. They see a gym that's basically run like a frat house that, that turns out, like, championship-level fighters. Like, where where would you want to go, you know? Right. Yeah. Hotbed. Almost one of those, like, I feel like almost everybody in that gym, yeah, they're, like, all under 155. Yeah. How does that work with, like, because you know somebody in your gym is going to be a champ. So, like, do you do you stick around and just, you know. You see, they've run into, they, they've had this thing where, like, it's worked out because they've only had, like, it's generational, really. Like, yeah. Faber and Benita, uh, Benavides were, like, first. Then you had guys like uh well and Castillo I guess but Castillo's one fifty five um Chad yeah Chad who and uh TJ who came next now it's uh, like Cody and uh Andre C- Feely Cynthia Cynthia Cavillo um I don't think Paige is there anymore no she's not she's in yeah. Oregon but like these guys are they, these guys reach. Either the top, like the UFC, and then the top of the division at different times, so it it, it work, it manages itself to work out. Like another dude on this card, um, is Alex Perez, um, a team alpha male dude, or is no? Uh, I don't think so. Let's see. I think he lost. Uh, he beat someone who was on team alpha male. No, he's team Oyama. All right. Um, who am I thinking of then? On this Who's, card? Uh, uh, there's a flyweight. Oh, Hector Sandoval? Oh, right, right, right. 
Hector Sandoval. Like these dudes being brought up at different times than like Joseph Benavides. So yeah, and then they got Lance Palmer over in WSO PFL, whatever they call themselves. Yeah, <laughs> you got they get that Ishihara, Josh Emmett, Joseph Morales. I, I, I feel like, like they should just spread their roster out and send them to all organizations. Like, make like a team alpha male hit squad. Like, <laughs> then you run into the, <laughs> you run into the problem where the UFC guys are getting paid more. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that is true. I forgot. But yeah, man, that 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 that's a that's a good gym. Iron sharpens sharpens iron and. Yeah, he he's definitely learning from some of the best in the biz. So, but I, I hope to see both of them fight again. I hope Morales gets to stick around. Um, but yeah, great great win for Lopez. Really awesome fight. Uh, that was the main card, which was six fights, and I don't think I went to sleep until I don't know, it was like one. I don't know. Cards be killing me. <laughs> but um. <laughs> All right, so th- this is the part of the podcast where I'm going to depend on you guys to help me uh, remember the rest of the fights. <laughs> <laughs> because the only one, and like I watch every fight minus the the Hamos fight, but a lot of these just don't, they don't stick out. The only one I even kind of remember is the Sukumtai Luke Sanders, which we'll get to in a little bit. But um, next up was Alexis Davis and Liz Carmouche. Uh, this yeah, this this was the fight that Frank Trigg uh, refereed. Um, <laughs> I just I just don't, I don't remember a lot of this fight. I remember like there was a good flurry like at the end of round three. I remember some takedowns going on, but <laughs> for some reason this fight just doesn't it doesn't at all stick out to me. Oh no, I do remember Alex uh, uh, Davis's face was really messed up <clears throat> at the end of this fight. Like she she had a a good lump going on on like above her eye or something. It looked it looked pretty scary, but yeah, I don't honestly remember much of how this fight went. I don't so, I don't, um, I don't remember like the undercard really, just because I was switching between Bellator and the um, undercard of the Yamachenko Lomachenko fight. Yeah, yeah, I was doing the same. Uh, I was switching not, between that, and I was watching Glory yeah, too. Yeah, I was just switching between those three. I don't remember. I just remember the Sukum top. Well, yeah. I don't know, Antaku. You got any uh, any any input? Uh, oh, um, Liz Carmouche should be so much better than she really is. <laughs> she like, like she's super strong, like she hits super hard. Like, did you guys see uh, Davis giving her post fight? She looked like she had like. Another human growing out of her skull. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I do remember. That's the flurry yeah. in the third where Liz Carmouche just like threw four or five, just straight up power shots on Davis when she had her back to the fence, and then dove on a single leg. <laughs> she had the fight. She had Davis out on her feet, and she got her back in the fight. Like and that's the thing. like she wants to fight too safe. It, like she has to be a wrestler in her head. Like and she has to be on top, and that means th- like she can't give up too much on the feet, and that's why she gets taken down or like in this case just straight up outworked. Davis outworked her to a decision. 
Yeah, her, her face paid the price. So that I'm pretty sure she woke up this morning not feeling too great. Well, she got the W, so that that's good. But what? What? Why? Why does it? I feel like we say this every time I bring up Carmouche. Like I feel like it's been these long breaks from when I see her, even though she <clears> did this fight last year. No, because she fights like once a year. She's yeah, fought like three just... times since she fought um Rousey. No way. Yeah, um, so she it. fought what's her face? Tate. Yeah, she fought Lauren Murphy in 2015, won that. Fought uh, Caitlin in 2016, won that, and just lost this. So then I'm guessing we won't see her again until like <laughs> mid next year. <laughs> She'll go back on a, another hiatus. 2019. Um, right. <laughs> I don't know. Sierra but... Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> But shout out to Alexis Davis. She's on a two fight win streak. First um, win in new division. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, this was at one twenty five. Um, does she beat Nico Montano? <clears throat> yeah. I I can't say. I, I still haven't watched the, <laughs> the Nico fight. I don't I, even know. I like me. I like Nico too. I love. I love Nico. But I'm not trying to disrespect her. I love her, but she's. Not gonna beat anyone. <laughs> well, like, in the, I think she's going to eventually be like an uh, an elite flyweight. I think she's like Ro, like where Thug Rose was when she won tough, or not where she when she, the, when she lost the final, when she made the finals. Yeah, like and the next fight's gonna be the Carl Esparza fight. Well, I'm just gonna say go Nico, even though I haven't seen you fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I like her. I like her. Like she's super fun to watch. She apparently won her title fight with a broken foot. We'll see. That division is going to be interesting to see how that all turns out. Because there's going to be a lot of people coming up from lower weight class. Some people coming down. Some people coming from straight up out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll see. That that division is gonna be gonna be interesting to see how that all uh turns out. Uh there's the next fight, Andre Sukumtot, <clears throat> Luke Sanders. Um man. So Luke was originally I think supposed to have fought Caraway. I don't know if Caraway got injured. Something happened and I, I think Caraway pulled out. Um and it kinda sucks that that would have been a big I think opportunity for Sanders, especially had he won that fight. <clears throat> um but Sukumtot steps in. I don't remember a lot of the first round. Um, I just kind of remember <laughs> the finish <laughs> where Luke gets floored. I think it was the right hand. And then uh, he proceeds to eat like nine to ten unanswered shots. <laughs> and shout out to Josh Rosenthal. He, he, was the, he was the referee of this fight. He waved the fight off. Sanders seemed pretty pissed that the fight got stopped. But I'm like, dude, when you when you eat that many unanswered and like all of the shots landed and I get it like you were trying to like do the whole turn my head around thing. But when you eat that many shots unanswered, I'm not mad if they stop it. And I saw somebody on Twitter. I hope you were trolling. (laughs) They were like. I don't get why they stopped the fight. He was intelligently defending <laughs> oh himself. I'm like, oh, what? 
You got punched ten times unanswered. That's not deep. That's not defense. He was flailing like, wildly underneath. Uh, right. Like, like, that's intelligent defense, bro. Yeah, like I don't know what defense you watch. <laughs> if I go to a gym and they tell me that's defense, I'm leaving. That's not, that's, that's not what defense is supposed to look like. But did you see his good, leg? Really great. Did you see his leg huh? when he was getting up? Like nah. he didn't have like um, like a full posture of his leg going up. Like it looked like his leg was kind of like slanted to the side. Like, like that's not if you're if you have your wits about you, your your leg isn't gonna go up like that. Like you're done, you know. Like I don't know how to say it. Like. Yeah. Your mind uh, isn't right if your if your leg is gonna go up like that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're if if you can't stand right. Yes, exactly. Th- there's probably yeah. something wrong. Right. Your, That's an indication you took some punishment. Your brain got shut off for two seconds. That's why your leg went up like that. Yeah. But like really nice finish for Sukumtaf. Who was losing basically every second of this fight up until he got the knockout? Uh, which makes this Man, Luke Sanders' sucks. second fight in a row where he won yeah, every I was gonna second say. of the fight until he lost. Is the opposite yeah, of Brian yeah. Ortega. <laughs> uh, I feel bad too, man, because I was a big fan of Luke and RFA, <clears throat> and I remember when they uh. The RFA's last card when they did the crossover with them in LFA, and they did like, or I mean, with Legacy, and they did their super fight, and um, and he fought Terry on Ware, man. He he gave Terry on Ware the business, and like, I just I have I still have hopes for Luke that I think he can still get like he's really talented. I know he has a run in him, but yeah, like these last few fights just have not. They just haven't gone his way, like, man. They're, and they're they, not even performances where you could say he's bad. He's right. Like, he literally won every single second of both of his last two fights until the very last second. <laughs> man. And, yeah, shout out to Sukumtai, man. Like, he was, like, crying after he won. This is his first fight, his first win in the UFC, right? Yeah. Yeah, he fun. dropped, he had two split decision losses uh, before this. This is actually his third fight this year. Wow. Yeah, he fought in March and August and and just now. So, <clears throat> yeah, man, shout outs to him. That's that's a good that's a good highlight reel. Just really quick, like I I, I think Sanders just kind of shows how we uh we, how talented Bantamweight is, where like Sanders is like a a little bit more advanced version of Anders in my eyes. <laughs> where like he understand like he is a physical, physically gifted, athletically adva- like advanced fighter. It, he's good, but that's not enough to carry you at bantamweight. Like you have to have a real depth of skill, or you're going to get shut down. At that, like there's, you're just going to eventually like like somebody's going to have some answer for you, and if you're not prepared, you're going to get run out of town. That's kind of what we're seeing, I think, with Sanders. Like, like he, like he's not an unskilled fighter, but like, it, I don't look at his game and like, oh, he's a really technically deep grappler or wrestler or striker. 
Yeah, he, he's kind of he's solid everywhere, but nothing really like deep. pops. I guess he, nothing he's really deep. Like he under like he understands coming forward and throwing like jabs and crosses, and he understands like what positions he has to be in to make that successful. But he doesn't understand like don't overextend when you're throwing that left hand, even if you're beating on the guy, because he can counter you. Like. Like Sukhantov did. Yeah. We'll see though. I, I still got hope for Sanders. You know, <clears throat> just I don't know. He hasn't been catching some breaks, but as athletic and, and gifted as he is, I, I think he can turn it back around. But great win for Sukhantov though. That, that was an awesome, awesome finish. And that might be <laughs> the only fight. Other than the Trevor Gall fight, <laughs> as far as prelims that I actually remember. <laughs> the next fight, Alex Perez versus Carl's John Day Thomas. Um, Who? I literally just remember the finish, the the Anaconda joke, but I can't tell you what else happened and the rest of this fight. John's tried to wrestle, um, tried to wrestle Perez for like the first round. It didn't work for him. And then he got... You know, his next stash in the second, and that's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like these next couple of fights are just going to be like that. Quick analysis. Yeah, I didn't watch no, it. No. <laughs> I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. I got an interesting tidbit about Carl's um, John Thomas, though. It was his idol was Manny Pacquiao. I remember that. Oh, but, oh uh, that I, I did watch that fight. Then. <laughs> um, Thomas, uh, well, yeah, the Thomas, um, back on the regional scene, he fought a man in what was uh, marketed as a revenge fight because that man beat his father in a fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love him. Did, did he win? Yes. <clears throat> okay. I, I love it. Good job. Avenger Pops. Don't. That would be, that's a bad generational loss <clears throat> if a dude beat your Pops and he beat you. <laughs> that's. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awkward family dinner. That needs to be Bellator's oh. next stake to fame. Sakuraba. A... What's his name? We need a... Yeah, Cor... Uh, Hoist's son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, don't give them any ideas. You know they'll do it. What's his name? <laughs> it's like Corian... What is it? It's Cronery? It's like K-H-R-O-N-Y or something? Game of Thrones character. Right. (laughs) Shout out out to him making his debut in January. (laughs) A Bellator debut. Oh, yeah, I think we did. That's where all the Gracies that aren't the good one go. (laughs) Shouts to Cron. (laughs) Right. Cron over in... 15 featherweight Cron. (laughs) (laughs) Over in in, in Rosin killing it. Oh, my God. Um... This next fight I watched and I don't remember it. Frankie Sons and Marab Javalsvili. Oh, I don't know. How to I, say I that. saw that one too, actually. <laughs> um, and once again, shout out to Frank Trigg <laughs> for referee in this fight. Um, yeah, this fight honestly I don't remember this like at all. I don't know what happened. Um, aside from Frankie won a split division. Ah, god damn it. Devolishvili hit like 11 takedowns. And Frankie <laughs> Stein spent all his time punching him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's what made this a close fight. Yeah. Well, Volashvili uh, uh, um, had his like moments of like offense, like legit. I'm hurting Frankie Signs' offense in the second, especially. Uh, I gave it to um, Signs for like just doing more in the second, first, and third. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't paying close attention. Um, I was also splitting time between like three different cards. Yeah. So I was watching the uh, Michaela Mayer and Shakur Stevenson <clears throat> uh, during this one, I think. Um, so I could be wrong. So, but I I also don't care because I like Frankie Signs. Like the the dude has like no control over what happens in his fights, so and he just kind of has to go with it. <laughs> so it's just like long combinations where he's also eating punches. Plus, he's like 37 years old. I always refer to an old guy who's still out there fighting like tooth and nail for every thing. Uh, yeah. Holy snap, he is there. Yeah, he is old. I didn't realize he had this many UFC fights. Uh, what, how many is he up to now? He's been he's been there since 2014. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, it's only seven. But still, 37 years old though. That's Oh, he had a rough stretch too, fighting Faber, Wanlin, and uh, Mendez back. Oh yeah, the Mendez fight that was a good fight. So yeah, shout out to him, thirty-seven years old, still out here, giving uh, these young bucks. Well, actually, I don't know how old the other guy was, so I can't say that. Stoz, you said you thought um, Valish really won the fight. Yeah, but I was just high. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, like you I, still I probably. You still probably just, remember it more than me, so... Like, I, I just remember all the takedowns, and then that's, like, all I got from the fight. I just oh. remember the takedowns. You, you know what does bother me, though? Um, sidebar. So, this happened when Khabib fought, um, who was it, Jamie Varner? Where, like, they were, like... Khabib Jamie with... Varner. Who was it? Jamie. Oh. Did they fought? <laughs> I, I I can't remember who it was that he just took down like twenty something times. Uh, Y'all gonna say did they fight? I feel like he would have killed Varner. It, like, uh, was it Healy? No. It might have been Healy. He, yeah, I don't think he fought Jamie Varner. I'm trying to remember who it was. Like, it, it, all these fights mesh together after a while. But he took this. He took. I, I'm gonna just say it was Healy down like twenty something times. Mm. But they were counting like. The times where Nurmagomedov would get Healy down, kind of let him back up, and then take him down again. Because <laughs> <laughs> in wrestling, those aren't takedowns; those are re-entries. <laughs> oh man! Hope he makes that walk to the Barboza fight. Oh, don't slip on any glass or anything for. I hope now he does. And if not, I hope Poirier is like in camp right now. <laughs> right <laughs> be on call um you know what's bad i probably should have watched the signs fight because i think that was the fight where i got up to go cook um and instead i did kind of watch the alejandro perez and yuri alcantara fight and i should have got up to cook during this yeah fight because <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, i mean alejandro perez won a unanimous decision but not really much at all to talk about about this fight. Not really a ton of anything really. Went I have on. a talking point. 
Luke Sanders and um, Brian Kelleher beat the willingness to fight out of Yuri Alcantara. This is the other this is legitimately like the other way like fighters just get old. Like they don't just start uh, they don't just get knocked out. They just start not fighting. Like they have trouble pulling the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. That was the story of this fight. Triggers were not being pulled, but somebody still won. Alejandro Perez was the most unlikely UFC career. Oh man! He's out winning um, like split decisions and like close decisions with guys who he probably should be losing to. Yo, he's he's only lost one fight in the UFC, yeah. and he fought to a draw with Morales, who was like six and like was six and zero. Oh. So you know. Oh, good on him. He's making the best of his, <laughs> making the best of his fights, and he's coming out on the winning end most of the time. Uh, this next fight, I didn't even know this fight happened until I saw it today because I didn't recognize either of these names. Uh, Davi Hamos and Chris Grutzmacher, if I'm saying that correct. Uh, Hamos won via rear naked choke, but I also did not see this fight. Why does Hamos's profile picture look like a movie poster? <laughs> Who took this picture? Why is it? <laughs> if you go on Sure Dog and look at his picture, like his mugshot looks like the front of like a Creed movie. Harsh <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. lighting. I don't know. You're right. Like he must have. Yeah, he he's on that endeavor. Uh, he he's trying to get into a movie or something. <laughs> this literally looks like a movie poster. It's like the way this the the photo is. But yeah, I, I didn't watch this fight. Shouts to him winning. Uh, I don't know. I guess you're going for the movie look. It's working. I'm I'm convinced. <laughs> um, and the last fight on this card, uh, Trevin Giles, uh, and Antonio Braga Nato. Um, I faintly remember this fight. Pretty much from all I remember, Trevin Giles jab jab one two one two jab 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 one two one two one two. And then eventually he knocked yep. him out. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much all I remember. But uh, shout-outs to... Jabs. <clears throat> right. But uh, shout-outs to Giles, man, because I, I used to watch him when he was in uh, in Legacy. Uh, uh, he was in Legacy, and I think he had a, a fight in LFA. So shout-outs to him. He is uh, currently undefeated at 11-0. and 0. So... Another young guy at 185. I think he's only like 25 years old. So, shout-outs to him. Good KO. He got the crowd pretty hyped when he got that KO to start the card off. So, um, yeah. So, that was pretty much this card. Um, pretty solid card from top to bottom. Not uh, not anything too crazy. A um, few good moments. Just the card just ran way too long as all of these six-fight cards do. But, you know... It ended with Ortega being amazing, so we, we got that coming out, and Marias had his coming out party. So at, at least we got a Fox yeah. card next week. <clears throat> so, oh, who is uh, Lawler? Uh, Lawler uh, RDA. Oh yeah, y'all. Yeah, an RDA. Yep. That so is. it'll be over by ten o'clock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and what made a made a main card like four fights? Um. Oh man, yeah, actually some good fights on here. I got Lawler, Dos Anjos. 
Lamas Emmett, uh, Ponzinibbio, and Mike Perry. Hey. Ponzi about to Ponzi's about to put in that work. I hope I he does. Perry, <laughs> I think I think Perry's about to about to catch some hands. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Teixeira and Serkinov. Uh, who else is on here? Chad Laprise and Galore Buffon. That's the dude who threw the, um, Charlie Ward on his face. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Tim Elliott. We got Abel Trujillo and McDessey. Oh, Lord. Oh, I was trying to forget about this fight. Jordan Main and Eric <laughs> <laughs> That's a race oh, to the bottom fight right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, Ugh. man! When when Mean was in Strike Force, you couldn't tell him. I was like, "Yo, this dude is gonna be a problem, man." <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's only twenty eight. And we fa- yeah, we found and, out it, having forty fights before you could drive a car. <laughs> right, it, it's it was not, probably not a smart idea. Like literally, if you go to Sherdog Dog and you just scroll through his record, like you have to scroll for a long time mm-hmm. before you get to the bottom. <laughs> this dude has fought a ridiculous amount of time. Wow, his first pro fight was against Rory McDonald? Yep, when he was like 15. Jesus. That's crazy. <clears throat> that is crazy. Rory started at like 16 though, right? Yep. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so they started like, <clears throat> on the same time. Yeah, they're the same age. They're both 28. <clears throat> Jesus didn't, Christ. Uh, my memory's fogging up, but didn't Woodley and Mean fight in Strike Force? Did they? Uh, I don't see. think so. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think no. they. No, they did. They did. Hey. Yeah. Um, I remember. I remember that vaguely. He lost by split decision. That was on the same card as Rockhold and. Uh, oh, Jardine. that's why. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the court. Yeah, yeah. I specifically I remember, I remember not watching that. I watched that. Card. <laughs> I <remember. laughs> yeah. Hey man, that was a great card. <laughs> You didn't need it. Hold up. Let me see. Who else was on this card? That was a, a stacked card. That was a stacked card. Mo versus uh, Lawrence Larkin and Robbie Waller versus Adlon Amagov. Yeah. Tarek Staffordine and Tyler Stinson and Sean Barrow. Yeah, I did watch this card. Yeah, that was a solid card. Oh, man. <laughs> Chris Spang was on this card. He was another dude who I actually liked, and then he didn't, like, pan out to who? what I thought he would be. Who? Chris Spang. And his brother. I don't remember him. Chris Spang um, was the Swedish dude that Strike Force had, and then his brother was Andreas and Andreas Spang. Yeah, Andreas Spang <clears throat> fought in Bellator, and was basically like a heavy bag that you would hit until you got tired, and then he would knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spang fought last year. Uh, he's fighting in Scandinavian fight nights, and he beat somebody by TKO. So. Wow, he had a three-year break. His last fight before last year was in 2013. Jesus. <laughs> so, I don't know. Shout-out to Chris Bain. Dude, speaking of, like, um, potential never lived up to hype, do you guys remember uh, Chris Hordeke? Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah, how can... I'll never forget Chris Hordeke. <laughs> I, I uh, legend, oh, he still Chris fights, Hordeke. though. Doesn't he, doesn't he still fight? Yes. I don't know. I've saw, I'm pretty sure I've seen his name float around, like at least within like the last year or two. Um, wait, wait, wait. I, I remember, I'm trying to remember. Huh? Crap. Let's see. Yeah, he fought. Uh, he was in WSOF. He lost to Lance Palmer. That was in 2015. Mm. He fought last year in November. Uh, some guy named Derek <clears throat> Gaither. 
and TKO 36. Uh, he lost by KO. But yeah, so I guess he is still like at least semi-active. <laughs> like when I first started getting into MMA, like I didn't have cable back then or like fast internet. I was still on dial-up. And like the only MMA I could watch was um, replays of IFL on the local TV channels. <laughs> and that's where I like discovered like big country Ben Roswell and Chris Hordakis. Did they used and to play like, the wow. did they used to play the song before the shows? I don't remember. Uh like, I <laughs> wow. fought Bart Palaszewski twice. I love Chris Hordakis. Twi- I was like, dude, this dude is so good. And then I realized there was more than just IFL, so <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the way you felt about Hordecki is how I felt about um ah uh, what's his name is it Chase BB oh <laughs> god yeah <laughs> man I remember watching BB Files like yo this dude this dude is a beast <laughs> that was like the thought back in the day like what people were like questioning why he wasn't in WEC then he lost wait then he lost to um what's his name man. Let me look at his career. He didn't he fight for the WEC? I mean, he title? made it to WEC. He did, but then he he fought he and like he spent, oh he went, he went on like a tear and then he wind up in Bellator losing to Marcus Calvao. Oh, I mean, he started off his WEC career good. He beat Wanlin, he beat uh, Hanayaha, then he ran into Miguel Torres, and then he proceeded to lose four more fights afterwards. Oh yeah, his career did not. Well, it's kind of weird, because he had this bad stretch of losing, then he was, like, kind of alternating wins and losses. Then he went on another, like, five-fight tear. Then he went to Bellator and fought Galvo and lost. Then he went on another tear, and then he ended his career on a one, two, three, four, five-fight losing streak. And I don't know what his brother's doing either, but I don't think he's doing too well. Uh, what was his name? Remember, Carson DB? Remember Abel Colum? No. Oh, my God. The former King of the Cage champion, uh, who I only remember because I saw his I saw his fight with Jimmy Rivera, um, like literally the day after it happened on like YouTube, and then it was gone like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Pappy Abetti the other day. Who? Pappy oh, Abetti. Wow. He had a fight. I think he got head kicked by somebody. Mm. Oh, he fought Dylan Andrews, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah, mm. I saw that highlight the other day. I was like, I didn't even know Pappy was still around here. Oh man, <laughs> and, that was a nice trip down. <laughs> end of the year podcast, uh, guys that we thought were gonna be good, but <laughs> nope. I've been trying. I'm trying to like. I, I really want to do one of those. Like, I, I want to do. I just need to figure like a date, and I, I want to do a podcast like that. Kind of like a, maybe like a year in review. But also just kind of a, you know, it's kind of a just random podcast of just like maybe year in review and then just random conversation. But I kind of want to have some set topics, but I got like, uh, I got like 10 guys on my list. That I thought that we're going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we might have to throw that in there because I know the, the year ends with uh, Home and Cyborg. I think that's what on like the 30th or 31st. Yeah. So... I was thinking sometime, I don't know how, because, uh, I, don't, I don't know, because, you know, you got the holidays, so I know <clears throat> our schedules will probably be, probably be wild, so. Live stream the Risen huh. event. 
if I'm just up. kidding. I, <laughs> I wasn't serious at all. <laughs> I, I would, to be honest. If I didn't have to work, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll have to. Well, hold on. Does New Year's fall off? What day does New Year's fall on? Tuesday, Monday, something like that. Oh, no. I'll be off on Monday. I'm off on Tuesday. <laughs> there, there we go. I'll be up. Special <laughs> broadcast. Hours. Well, once, once we get the Patreon going, Mike, we're going we're, we're gonna to have live casts of us doing SFL. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! I'm not ready. For oh him. man! Nobody nope. is. We're not I'm, even ready. Uh, uh, speak for yourselves, man. I, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I, I want to do. I'm gonna try to figure something out. I want to do a, a some kind of end of the year podcast. Um, uh, but I we got to fit it in like before the home fight somehow during that week so i don't know we'll, we'll figure something out or maybe this year in sfl maybe team we'll... fighting because that's the thing now oh <laughs> man or maybe we could do it like a new year's podcast oh and that'll like be IFL? like yes are they doing the ifl thing yes Dope. they're doing it by city <laughs> love it oh man i, I have no it's gonna be a great they're going to bring it back though oh man I'm waiting for M1 to do the mid- medieval fights again. I-, I need another sword fight. My memory is hazy, but I feel like IFL was like my gateway to MML, MMA. I don't know if it actually was, but like that's like the earliest memory I have of MMA. Kind of. I don't know. Huh. What year was that? I think mine was... <clears throat> man, that was like... I don't even know. Like <laughs> 2000, like, I don't know four or five <laughs> something like that i know i got I think uh, i don't know i feel like pride was my but like i didn't even know it was called pride when i watched it yeah like i was just watching it and i had no idea what it was i was just watching japanese dudes beat the crap out of each other <laughs> and i was like this looks great <laughs> i think i'm gonna be a fan of this <laughs> but oh man i just yeah, that was, yeah. i just remember chris hordakey like Spinning back fist, knocking someone out in IFL, and I was like, "Oh, I'm into this." And yeah, <laughs> that was it. I was hooked ever since. Head kicked. IFL. This was 2006. Yep. Or well, at least around when his fights were. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, I think that was that was my gateway to MMA. <clears throat> we'll have to do a memory lane podcast. We'll fit that in that episode. <laughs> reminisce on the the good days <laughs> before we we got to all this wildness <laughs> we got now <laughs> but yeah that was pretty much uh the card uh in in whole and we just gave you guys a nice little little memory little history lesson <laughs> you guys need to google all those names that we, <laughs> that we, if, if you're not in the know man you need to look up some of these, these oh legendary God. people that we oh mentioned my God. Shouts out to guys, legendary guys... heavyweight Chad Griggs, the grave digger. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. The sideburns. <laughs> oh, man. Those were good times. Good times. <clears throat> um, but I guess uh, not too far away from two hours. So uh, so do uh, parting shots, shout outs, things of that nature. Um I had a couple, but I'm I'm not gonna mention. I, I got I got three. Well, two two shout outs and one 
slash mini rant slash me sitting on my pedestal and saying something I think is important <laughs> but nobody will listen but whatever <laughs> uh, first shout out uh, we didn't get to mention it too much in detail earlier but uh, uh, one championship had a card also this weekend uh, that came on at some obscure time in the morning when I was at work but uh, Christian Lee brother of uh, standout Angela Lee over there uh, won his fight by TKO via it says TKO punches, but really it was a slam. Like <laughs> he basically suplexed uh, Kotetsu Boku on his neck, and he was pretty much out after the slam. I mean, he did punches, but you didn't really need him. He was pretty much out. But um, yeah, man, Lee, Lee is over there doing work. Really young kid. I don't even think he's twenty years old yet. Damn. He's like he's like nineteen. His only loss is to uh, Martin Wynn, who is the pretty much like the one FC Connor right now <laughs> holding two belts, going for a third. <laughs> but he get going for a third. Is he? So yeah, I didn't know that. yeah. He's uh he's trying to drop down the bantamweight to fight uh Bibiano. Oh wow. So that that's not official yet, but I think they are working towards making that fight happen. So that dude's body is yeah, gonna be that, done in like two years. Right. <laughs> like, that that's a crazy accomplishment though if he does pull that off. But shout out to Christian Lee. Uh, still over there putting in work. Um, also, I guess quick mention, uh, shout out, to, I guess overall, just to Glory 49. Um, I was switching between that and the UFC. A um, lot of good fights from what I saw. <clears throat> shout outs to Rico Verhoeven, who at one point in that fight was in danger, man. Like, Sadiq came out, guns blazing. He definitely had Rico hurt, but Rico got back into the fight. <clears throat> got back to pretty much doing what Rico does. Got a KO uh, to end the fight. That that fight was wild. So if you guys didn't watch that, check that out. Um, and I guess quick mentions Alex Pereira defended his middleweight title against Yusri Belagari. <clears throat> I didn't watch this fight. I got to go back and check it. But he won TKO round three. Um, and I guess last mini like rant. Um, me, me sitting on a pedestal. Uh, it was just something that just popped in my head the other day, uh, and I'll somehow tie this back into MMA. But like I noticed this year, more than like any other year, I've watched a lot of NBA this year during the regular season, which I normally don't do. And for anybody, if like if you paid attention to like the NBA last year and all through their off season, like they ran sports during their off season. Like it was so many storylines and stuff just going on, and then the season starts, and you see teams like Philly getting like these prime time TV spots because like there's so much young talent in the NBA, and I just think they've done a really great job of getting their young talent out there. They're putting them in these prime time spots where we get to see them play, and. A lot of them are living up to the hype, yep. so a lot of the games have been good. Um, you got dudes like Ben Simmons, and I forgot dude who plays for Dallas. Den- he, he's over there dunking on people. Den- yeah, the, Dennis, Dennis Smith. Smith. Yeah, he, he's over there dunking on people. <laughs> like, there, there's just it's like every game. It just seems like there's a new phase. You got Giannis, who's just a freak <clears throat> over there in Milwaukee. <laughs> just. I saw a dunk he did yesterday. I was just out of oh, control. Yeah, we, yo, God. <laughs> yeah, what like, you talking about? Oh, yeah, wild. Like that, that, that dude is he. He's he's different. <laughs> but I, I guess to to tie it back into MMA, like I feel like MMA could kind of 
I mean, I know combat sports are different than, you know, like, your regular, like, typical sports. <clears throat> but it goes to show you, man, if 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 the the product is good, which the UFC has a lot of good young talent, like, you got to start pushing these guys out there more. Like, just make them somewhat familiar because the, the product is there. And if, if you get them out there, you make them somewhat familiar <clears throat> You, you give people a face to root for. People will tune in to watch them. And... I, I think they've been doing that more lately. <clears throat> like like Ortega, for example. This, this was a big spot yeah. for him. Um, Sean Francis, Sean o- uh, yeah, Sean, Sean O'Malley. O'Malley. Yeah, he, he was yeah. on, like, what, the co-main. co-main event for a title fight, even if it was, like, a Friday night <clears throat> title fight for, like, a tough winner. Um, right. Nganu has is... gotten... You know, one hell of a push, and they're going to keep pushing him because he he hits harder than any other man living today. Um, Right? Science proved it. (laughs) Uh, So, but I think we're going. We're in the middle of a big ass turnover. Um, like Darren Till is going to get like Darren Till's next fight should be a main event, no matter who he's fighting on like TV, not on Fight Pass. Um. Yep. Uh, who else? Um, <clears throat> oh crap! I closed the page. Uh, like for next week, for example. Um, Santiago, Santiago Cavillo. Wait, that's not. Uh, that's um two nine. That's two nineteen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next week, though, we like we got um Santiago Pazanibio, Mike Perry. Like they're not young, young, but they're new, f- fresh faces who could fight for the title. Yeah. Um. But no, I get what you're saying. Like, I hope it keeps going in this direction. <clears throat> yeah, get 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 the young guys out there. Like a lot of them are out here putting in work, and I'm I'm pretty sure they could. You know, I, I'm not saying that they they're gonna be like the next Ronda or Connor and get you 80 million pay per view buys or whatever. But you know, th- there'll be people to root for that I think. <clears throat> You can even get like a casual fan to tune in to watch fight if you do. If Darren, like know. I said this when we talked about, it, but if Darren Till versus Donald Cerrone had been on Fox, Till would be a star right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's but, al- it's always yeah. it's always like this oddly timed thing with them too, right? Like the, they'll have like a guy have a star making performance, but it'll be on like Fight Pass. <laughs> right. We're only <laughs> we're only like the hardcore, um, you know fans of seeing them but yeah man that's just my little spiel just get get the young guys out there keep pushing them not, not just in the ufc like in, in any promotion man There's a lot of young rising talent who you know just just get them some more yeah promo. bellator <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to promote brent premis <laughs> stop, you stop promoting guys in your in their like 40s <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they got the fat, but, they got the fat five wrestlers. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty much all I got for uh, my, my shout outs and stuff. Um, I got two real quick. Shout out to Orlando Salido, um, who fought la- uh, fought last night. He lost and um by ninth round KO to Miguel Roman, um. It was a great fight. If you guys haven't seen it, go see it. Go check it. It's a, it was really good. Um, he's reti- uh, Salido's retiring after like his loss last night. So if you're one of the people out there who wanted to see like 
the rematch <clears throat> between him and Vasily Lomachenko. Tough shit. Um, but <clears throat> I, I like Salido is kind of famous for being a dirty ass fighter. If you saw the Lomachenko <laughs> fight, you know what I mean. Like he hits below the belt a lot. He will headbutt you. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, we didn't even mention the Lomachenko fight. Oh yeah, completely forgot about that. That was the main event of the whole weekend. Right. Yeah. The anti-cool disappear. Oh, 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 sorry. I got I got you guys in a second. This is my second one. But uh, shouts to Salido, um, because like the dude's whole career has been just fun to watch. Like, you want to talk about a guy who just goes out there and chucks bricks like that? That's Salido, and he does it so well. So best of luck with retirement. He went out the only way he could have gone out, and that's by getting knocked out. Um. So you know, props. And my second one's Vasily Lomachenko, who continues to make pound for pound <clears throat> fighters look like chumps. <laughs> like. I feel so bad for Guillermo. Like he got blackballed from boxing. He, like everybody and their uncle was ducking him, and nobody cared. Um, he is legitimately one of the most talented boxers on the planet. But he forced himself to move up, like th- two or three weight classes to fight a man. He literally, he basically stood no chance of beating. Like. <laughs> I was more interested in how uh, Rigondeaux was going to change up his style to try and win this fight than seeing if he actually could. Because, like, um, Vasily is, like, what, 12 years younger than him? Or 10 years younger than him? Throws way more than him, is more powerful than him. It has faster feet than him. Like, there was no... Uh, the only way Rigondeaux was going to win this fight is if he knocked him out, and that was not something that was probably <laughs> going to happen. Um... It sucks that it ended like it did, but it, it, it's fitting in the poetic sense for Rigondeaux because, like this sport, like he left Cuba <clears throat> to make a better life for his family in this sport, and this sport has done nothing but like shit on him <laughs> since he got since he got here. Like he's still boring. Like he doesn't have a he can't draw a crowd. Blah blah blah. Like he has to fight any undercards for like UK fighters who don't have who are fighting for like. British world, like, British championships, like, that sucks. It it, kind of makes sense that at the end of the day, like, when things finally weren't, like, when things completely weren't going his way, he had to, like, he he quit. So I don't give him as much shit as all these other people have, but, like, because I kind of get it. Like, this sport kind of drank, like, I I can get, I I think he's just fed up with the sport at this point. But, well, I mean, and, and, honestly, you, you could tell during that fight, like it, it wasn't about to go any other way. Yeah. Like, it, he had he had nothing. Like, it was no point in dragging that out. And I saw people like he, he should have went out on a shield, but it's like you know you don't need to take any more unnecessary damage. Like, clearly you know that this fight isn't going your way. He literally did nothing else other than clinch, <laughs> like and duck. <laughs> yeah, like clinch and duck. It wasn't much offense, so it's kind of like. I get it. I get yeah, it. like in terms of yeah. talent, I think Lomach- I think I'm safe. I'm. I, I feel safe saying Lomachenko is like the most talented man in boxing, probably the most skilled man in boxing. I don't think that means he beats everybody, but like, Mar- Mike, I, I'd love to see a Mikey Garcia fight. I'd love to see a Terence Crawford fight. Maybe hell, 
if they can convince Pacquiao to come out uh, like in from, like <laughs> Congress, like maybe do that fight at like one thirty five. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. But hold on, him and Terrence Crawford are close. To uh, he's at one thirty. <laughs> Crawford's at like well, Crawford's moving up, moved up to one forty seven. But like, I'm sure for the I'm I'm not sure that they would meet at one forty. I think Lomachenko would have to go up to one forty seven, <laughs> which I'm not sure he wouldn't do. Because like, it seems pretty clear he's too good for everybody at 130. And he's probably too good for most people at 135. We'll see, though. Dude, dude seems to be, like, much uh, must-watch TV anytime he... Like, like, Jimmy, like, if you're a combat sports fan, not even a boxing fan, like, watch Vasily Lomachenko fight. It's the closest thing to, like, proof <clears throat> positive that this is, like, an art. Not just, not just right. two guys, like, Getting drunk and but wailing on each other. Mm-hmm. He is the Matrix, mm-hmm. and he dragged uh, Rigondeaux so far in the Matrix that Rigondeaux unplugged himself and got up out the chair. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just he just left. He, you know, he took back that red pill and took the blue one. And he was like, "I'm good, man. I'm good. I don't need to see how deep the rabbit hole goes anymore." <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, also shout out to uh, Werner John Deroba who fought in that Invicta card and submitted Amy Montenegro in, with an armbar. Apparently, she has wins in grappling over Amanda Nunes and Claudia Gadelia. So, I, oh, so I'm sold. Like, wow. there's there's a blue chip prospect at strawweight. Twelve and zero. Yep. Funny you said that because I'm hovering right over that card. <laughs> no, I saw that on MMA fighting. Also, Vanessa Porto. Did she knock yep. somebody out? Knocked out Milana Duzieva. Body shot. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, Lomachenko versus yeah. Mighty Mouth. Make it happen, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Two man. greatest of all Mighty time. Mouse don't want the, Mighty Mouse don't want the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that, because I'm pretty sure Lomachenko wrestled as a kid. Uh, <laughs> Make it happen. The future Dana. goat. <laughs> Loma the future goat. Mighty Mouse. That's the fight we've all been waiting right. for. Little did the uh, world know that the greatest martial art is Ukrainian step dancing. <laughs> yeah, they mentioned that. That's crazy. He took him out of. Then he he made him dance for like four yeah, years he or something him for boxing, so he could go dance. That was dope. <laughs> hey man, it worked. That that footwork is godly. That that Gene, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Footwork is, is is crazy. Um, any 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 shout outs though? Oh yeah, I won't give a parting shot because I feel nice this week. But um, I think I don't know if there's a right, but uh, shout out to Sean O'Malley for sharing his weed with the homeless people of Fresno. I, think I saw that on his Instagram. I don't know if it was the fr- yeah exactly <laughs> good guy. <sighs> Fuck food, right? Um. <laughs> and then shout out to my best friend Mr. Clean he just proposed to his high school sweetheart uh, last weekend Ooh. at Disneyland and he asked me to be his best man so I'm, I'm excited for that it's a high honor Yeah, I, th- I mean I think we're gonna go to a UFC event in Vegas for his bachelor party I'm not sure yet we're hoping the Connor GSP thing happens. 
Don't 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 wish that on us. <laughs> <laughs> don't you bring that negativity on this show. Either I fucking I'll take Connor Tony fucking I don't care. I, I hope you got I hope you're ready for those thousand dollar tickets. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Like, uh, uh, it's his it's his big day. I got Yeah, he gotta do it. Yeah, big. I gotta do it big. Um, Hopefully the the whatchamacallit? The international fight week is two days instead of one day. <laughs> Didn't they used to be actually like literally all week? Yeah, I think they it did. did you know? And then WME took over, and it was only Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, the day they normally have a fight, like a car. They said we're not paying you guys all week uh, for this. Cheap, <laughs> cheap bastards. We got it. We got. We got to cut costs. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta gotta pay back that four billion dollar loan, bastards. <laughs> oh man. But uh. Oh shout yeah, out. I think that's all my shout outs. Uh, oh, and quick shout out to the Cleveland Browns who finally uh, fired their GM. <laughs> Good job. <clears throat> Good luck rebuilding that organization that has won like one game <clears throat> in the last two years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh pretty much uh it for this week. Uh, we got. But Dos Anjos and uh, Lawler coming up this who you got? Uh, weekend. Who you got? Who you got? I'm going to go with Dos Anjos. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. Just because I want to see, um, or I don't want to see Lawler Woodley too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Dos, I think Dos Anjos takes this. I, I, it's going to be a fun fight, but I, I feel like, I feel like he's he's gonna he's gonna edge this one out. Um, and then we what we end the month with um, Cyborg and Home on like thirtieth or thirty first, and hopefully sometime in between then we'll squeeze in a special podcast end of the year wrap up or something like that, or either <coughs> sometime this month or maybe we'll just do that for January. Mm. Uh, maybe kick off the year with something special, some. Kind of just random podcast, just to have some fun. The, the, Stug- and, the uh, Stokes interview that everyone has been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably going to get you and, and Joey. We're going to have a nice big group <laughs> eight-hour podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 it's going to be a, the, the longest podcast in history. The podcast we'll just that talk never about ends. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're just going to talk about nothing. This is not <laughs> it's going to be a podcast about nothing. I was just going to make just... it like a running gag to where me and Joey are never on the same podcast again, <laughs> but then... We just take shots at each other, but we're never actually on the same podcast. <laughs> well, I did tell him. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get him on for the the cyborg one, so uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, um, as always, podcasts can be listened to on SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate and subscribe. On iTunes questions concerns whatever thoughts you have can be sent uh to dojo talk podcast at yahoo.com if you send a question or anything maybe you'll make it to the show maybe not um but you know it's, it's there and you can follow me on twitter at serial sensei if you want to chat or harass me about whatever you want to talk about um but yeah that's pretty much it for this week fun fun week of fights we'll be back always wildness going on in the sport never a shortness of things to talk about 
and also I gotta start doing my end of the year list for albums which I need to get do my homework <clears> on but that's another topic for another day but thank you guys for listening as always anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face we'll be here to talk about it and hopefully we catch you guys next week peace <laughs>